Welcome to That Kind of Nerd's coverage of Game of Thrones. We are here talking about episode seven of season seven, the finale, which was called The Dragon and the Wolf. I am Josh Burns, joined by CJ Mellon and Brian Thornton. Hello. What up? So it's a finale. It is a finale. It was a long episode. You know, everyone's been saying that. It did not feel that way. It was like an hour 20 and change. It didn't feel that way. It, it, it did not feel that way. No, it went quickly. It just, it was long, though. It was, it played for long. Yeah, which which next season is going to be apparently a lot of. We're going to get longer episodes next season due to the fact that it's, you know, a, Longer, a half harder, stronger episodes. It's <laughs> great. I I would like to see yes I would like to see a bunch of eighty to ninety minute episodes but uh, you know we'll we'll speculate more as we get closer to that in like five years until then <laughs> it's like uh, five hundred and fifty one days it Calm is down. forever away it is forever away it's as long as I remember waiting for the Sopranos I, it's I still just want to know the over under on uh, if George R R Martin has all the books done but no the he's not ends. writing any more books he doesn't need to. I'll just copy what, if he what has they did. Them written and they're just like in a vault somewhere waiting till he dies to get released. Yeah, yes, indeed. All right. Well, we're going to start where the episode started, uh, which is at King's Landing uh, with, uh, you know, the, the whole troop there going to visit Cersei and try to try to talk her into coming to their side of the battle. Yeah, I, I like the the show of force, and you, you know, you see Grey Worm. You're like, oh, all right, this guy made it again. You know, travel not meaning a whole lot. We're just letting everyone be where they need to be, and and I'm quite okay with that. But I like the little bit where they're just like, how many barrels of of oil? Five hundred. Better go get five hundred more. I mean, this shit's going down. Better get another five hundred. Yeah, <laughs> we're gonna need a bigger boat. <laughs> right. That scene was uh, fantastic, fantabulous. Um, like. It was everything that we wanted. Finally, all the main characters are in the same scene together. I don't think John and Cersei have been on the same screen since season one. Yeah, like episode two. Right? Yeah, and Daenerys hasn't been on screen with any of them till this season. So it was really cool to see that. Um, Can I do the the fun fact? The fun fact of this of this. I don't care about how many people were on fire in this. No, scene. no, no. The, the set right is an actual Roman gladiator amphitheater. It's outside of Spain. It's an actual gladiator arena that what, they're in. What about everybody being there and Daenerys making her entrance? Oh. And, and Cersei just kind of being like, well, this bitch, this bitch You're right here, late. this bitch right here. Right. It's the, the guy who shows up late to the, the lunch meeting and pulls up in like a really hot car and throws but, the keys at the valet know, and says, like, park got, it later. You got Cersei doing like her best Michaela Maroney. You know what I mean? She's just <laughs> she's just there with the side face, not shaking <laughs> her head, not impressed at all. You know inside everyone's shitting their pants, including her, but she's like, I can't I can't say anything. I you know, I am refusing I am refusing to talk first. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, so, first one to talk loses. But she shows up with two dragons, right? And everybody's sort of cowering. And then Cersei's sitting there like, oh, there's a couple dragons. Well, that's Great. because she's also doing the math going, hmm, two. 
That's odd. Two is less than three last time I checked. I, I, I mean, if I was if I was Daenerys, I would just bring the one. But but the, listen, the entrance was really cool. You're destroying shit and you just you get the little dragon wing escalator going down. I mean, like it's it's a powerful moment. And knowing that that dragon is obviously not real, but the freaking effects just make you in that moment go, oh, God, if I was there, I, I, I had brown pants. Better wear brown pants. This guy got the right idea. He wore the brown pants. <laughs> All right. So. You've got, you've got Tyrion tries to open the discussion, and then Euron decides he's going to muscle up and interrupt everything. And look, so my, my initial reaction was, you need to sit down and shut up. You sit down and shut up. But I, I, I'm, I'm usually in the minority there. So, I mean, thoughts on Euron Greyjoy? He needed to sit down and shut up. All right. He definitely needed to sit down and shut up, but I love that he had to wait until someone else was talking to be like, you know what? I want to talk instead. You know, that's to be the big guy right here. That's the thing I don't like about him. Like, I just, I want him to die badly. Oh, yeah. You're you're supposed to hate him. Remember, because we're starting to like some characters that we hated. Like, we hated Jamie Lannister. Now we love Jamie Lannister. It was, was it on, it was our, uh. On our Facebook feed, like Brian Roman or, or or some such other person who's been interacting with us frequently about about Game of Thrones, said that there's just been a seven year build up to going okay, incest isn't terrible. Yeah, that's that's I think that was Brian. Yeah, not terrible. And, and it and took seven years for us to get there. Apparently, <laughs> and you're on just with this scene. It's just really just even Cersei's like, oh really? Like you have to be that asshole. He's the asshole at the meeting that wants to be like, you know, before we start, I have a series of questions. We're like. We're going to get to that whole... Th- we're going to get to it all. Listen, listen. I have one quick question. It's in six parts. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, this meeting isn't about this. We're, we're here for something else. And so, and... I mean, Theon doesn't... I, I, I didn't see Theon even care about really what was being said. Like, he didn't visibly just give it up. Like, he didn't He didn't cower at that moment. And I thought that was good on Theon. All right. Yeah, Theon's, Theon's growing a set. Um... I mean, what, what I, I found interesting, the Hound's interaction with the mountain right before everything starts. This isn't um, how it ends. You, you know is, who's coming. You know who's coming for you. Right. That, that was really cool. He means uh, he's coming for you. Oh, <laughs> yes. The Hound is coming for you. and That, that is going to be a battle. I even, yeah. I even like the moment, too, where you know, he's got the, the, the coffin or the box with him. And the, the Lannister guard's like, what's in there? He goes, if you touch that, I'll kill you. Right. And you're just like, all right, Hound. Because you know that guy obviously wants to open it, and I'm imagining that the scene it's like that don't, don't push sh- this button, <laughs> right? I'm imagining the scene is the, the rest of the answers going, "Who's going to open it? Are you going to open it, Jim? Are you going to open it? You're not going to open, ah, oh, you pussy, Jim." Well, the 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 crazy thing is, you've got the mountain who just, I'm sorry, the hound who just sort of puts this thing on his back, and you know this crate doesn't weigh five pounds, right? It's a giant wooden crate. The thing probably weighs as much as a full grown man. And then he's got this white Walker inside of it. And he's just, Oh, I'm just going to carry it up from the pit, put it down, kick it over. And then this thing goes barreling after Cersei. And I'm just going, Oh, this is interesting. Everybody flinched, which was the best thing. Even the people that knew that it was coming. Right. And as a viewer, they give you that, that, that first person perspective. And they have it jolt at you and it's it's like the the first moments that you see zombies in you know uh don't say walking dead i was gonna say 28 days later okay or if you're gonna see um dawn of the dead or heck even the 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 the, the shawn of the dead ones where they're just like oh these people will totally just murder you 
and it's it's it was a jarring moment and I, I know i jumped in my chair and i can only imagine being there when that's happening like you've got to lose your freaking mind not only do you got the dragon scaring the shit out of you now you got like a, a, a zombie coming at you yeah no it's terrifying kyburn actually was fully tumescent kyburn was the only person who was just like yeah. kyburn is like i'd like to do some experiments with you so look, it's it's at this moment that you kind of you kind of see Euron for the first time act like a bitch, like a baby back bitch, like a biggity hey, bitch. Hey, can they can these can these things swim? No, I'm out. Uh and like pulls the ripcord, ejects, and and that moment there made me not believe. Cersei later on when she was like, oh, you think he ran away? I sent him to go get some mercenaries. I was like, nah, he was fucking terrified. He he left without giving you a heads up or a nod. It's not like you knew this was going to happen. Like, no, he went over to Danny and said, we're both from islands. I'm going to go. I'm going to go back to mine. You should go back to yours and then we'll meet up when everybody else is dead. Right. So do you buy the fact that she said that that him leaving was planned to so he can go get mercenaries? I believe that she is going to try to sway Euron. I also believe that his leaving was not her plan. Right. But I mean, it, it, I, I, and I also, if I could, uh, Brian, could you keep tally of how many different ways CJ says Cersei <laughs> in this episode? I've, I've, it's, it's been three different ways thus far. And it annoys the fuck out of me every time. So why I do it. Uh, but the thing that we, we we haven't talked about was was Tyrion's approach and the fact that Tyrion is is the 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 lead presenter to this and he's giving everyone the information even though Euron cut him off he's still leading this charge and I you know it's a Lannister to Lannister at, at that moment and it's not it's not the hand to to Lannister it's, it's brother to sister and it's countryman to countryman kind of moment and and it was an interesting. I don't know why they chose Tyrion to, to lead the conversation. I really thought John would have made a better speech or somebody no. else. Tyrion's the most well spoken. Yep, for as sure. As much as we love John, John is just going to be like, "There's White Walkers coming." <laughs> is is we that going to down the hatches? <laughs> I know. I know nothing. I know nothing. It was terrible. Like, I've no. already bent no, the okay, knee. Okay, so so he would listen. I can't do Jon Snow. I can kind of do Irish. That's <laughs> he about would have it. been the the aliens guy from the History Channel, right? He just would have talked nonsense and conspiracies. Right, and like Jon is off. not convincing. Like, think about how long it took to convince Danny. Yeah, the problem is, he's not only like not eloquent. He is also like singular singular minded like he just is going one direction he can't process multiple he's, thoughts and he's that guy who's just like hey we gotta do this he's and people go yeah but people go why do we have to do this and he goes because you gotta because it's the right thing because it's the right thing it's your he's duty got, so he's got no and at like, least Tyrion understands the nuance of what's happening all right yeah no um, i stand corrected which is which is which is why he's leading the charge but then you've got you've got you know, Cersei's like, oh, look, it's it seems pretty simple to me. Like, I, I can do this for you uh, if you'll bend the knee. And he's like, oh, but 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 I've already bent the knee. And everybody's like, no. Yeah, you can hear the collective, like, collective just hands head hitting slap. the forehead. Yeah, just yep. head slap. No, you don't say that. You tell her what she wants to hear, and then you do what you want to do anyway. That's how the Game of Thrones works. He's Ned Stark. I mean, he's, he he's, is Ned Stark. He's the true believer. And didn't I mean did did he bring up Ned in this episode that you know people said this about my father and then this is how he died was that last episode 
no one remembers. Okay. Prior to or post post Cersei storming off, and prior to sort of maybe the most interesting scene, uh, Tyrion sort of turns to John and says, "Have you ever considered learning how to lie just a bit?" And John's kind of like, "I don't, I don't like because because you know when people." When people stop make when people make false promises, words stop meaning anything. Blah blah blah. You know, super. I'm it's, super noble. Excuse me, I have to control uh control copy and control paste a uh, Ned Stark speech. If I was you don't gonna say, didn't right Ned Stark say that exact same thing? Looks uh, like yeah, him killed. Right. It it very likely is a Ned Stark quote. Uh, however, it just. I don't know. I, I don't think anybody's learned anything from the death of Ned Stark at this point. And it's seven years later and I'm angry about it still. Well, the, well, the, well, the John's thing, though, is that he obviously wants he doesn't want more of the same. That That's why he partnered with Daenerys. That's why he actually bent the knee and, and he sees what's happening. And that's why he's trying to lead this rebellion in, in a different way. Yes, it's an idealistic way to approach things. Is it wrong in this political climate in, in Westeros? Hell yes. But you have to admire the fact that he'll actually stand up and have integrity for what he's saying. Yes, it's the wrong move. And yes, I think it has some huge implications for what's going to happen in the future. But you've you got to give it to John at that point for just not being an asshole. Like just not being a, a liar and being able to stick to his integrity. I don't know what well, that's yeah. going to lead to, but you got to admire it. It's the same reason we all loved loved Ned and wanted him to succeed. We want John to succeed. We want him to sit on the Iron Throne because he is the best thing about the show. It is every single Stark's problem is that they are too good. They all have died. <laughs> right. So, Right. I don't see this ending well for John as much as I want it to. We all know that in this world and maybe in our world to an extent that being having integrity and being honest and keeping your word gets you killed. So I'm not hopeful for John next season. Um. Well, I I think that's maybe the most ridiculous thing you've ever said. On I show. would agree that's with not that. True like, at all. You, uh... I, I've said some pretty ridiculous shit on the show. You don't think he'll sacrifice himself to kill I the don't, White Walkers? I don't think he can die. So I think I think it doesn't matter. I don't think he can die. I mean, he's been wait, he's been stabbed thirty seven thousand times, and, and <laughs> Ken came back, and then he was drowned and came back. I feel like he's he's good to go. When did he drown? Battle of the Bastards? That, no, he, no, he drowned in the, the the lake when he came out after the the, the whole dragon dying thing. Like, Under the last ice, episode. he was dead. Remember when I yelled about the the stupid sword didn't blink? Because by the way, the sword did yes, not blink. I remember I don't know, the sword I kinda, didn't blink. I saw the sword blink. It, the sword did not blink. I saw it's, the sword open its eyes. It's been it's confirmed the sword didn't blink. By I don't know who confirmed it, but I saw it. The showrunners. <laughs> I, I I didn't I didn't read that moment as him drowning, but okay. I, I mean, even look at the, the 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 spot where his scar is is the same as the 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 first man. He can't die. Bulletproof. I think he's gonna die. You're an idiot. <laughs> All right, but uh, Josh, you were saying before we rudely interrupted you the the interaction between Tyrion and Cersei. I think well, that, I think that was the most interesting scene of the finale, and it it was. It was, She's really playing up this baby. It was anticlimactic, but I think there was a lot of of speculation that came out of that scene. So I, I got to say, though, before we speculate what happened in the scene, something that was happening that I was like, oh, no, oh, no, what are you doing? Was Tyrion pouring the glass of wine 
that was been you know been sitting out there i'm like oh she poisoned it oh no because he pours the second glass and she doesn't drink it you're just like oh no and i was like Tyrion's gonna die because of poison oh this is gonna suck and then this is gonna make jamie want to kill seriously oh this is gonna be great and nah he just you know had a drink was it was just wine up. man I know. I was hoping for poison. Wow, I was hoping for way to read way too much into the scene. God well, damn. That was like, well, we know Tyrion likes to drink. He kind of gave it up for a little bit. And if you were her, you would totally poison the wine if you want to kill him. I'm just saying. Just waiting for it. I have a giant zombie who can like swing a sword at a little man. I, I'm good. I don't need to poison people. Especially since she's not a poisoner. Here's the thing. Like, is 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 the... Is the pregnancy still a ruse and it's it's gone further now because she knows Tyrion has a weakness for her children or no. I think it is. No, I definitely think it is. She's playing this shit up. Like right. she's like touching her stomach. She's all like, oh, woe is me. I'm pregnant. Like without actually saying it, like she wants Tyrion to know because she's a manipulative bitch. And she knows exactly what Tyrion's going to do after that. So I felt that way until I read a couple theories. And the, the first person I actually read it from was, was John Negroni, who's been on our, our podcast, was he brought up the fact that maybe uh, this is what's happening. Cersei is a- actually pregnant. And uh, when Peter well, – wow, when Peter Dinklage. That's, Peter Dinklage. Yep, Peter Dinklage. When Tyrion – uh, realizes that oh this this is now changing the dynamic because I know how she feels about her children, and they kind of cut the scene. They don't finish it. They don't tell you what's going on or what the deal was was made with. And and the the theory is is that he says oh geez I know that Danny can't have children. We've obviously have no line of succession. Hence that we brought it up in the last episode. I will promise to take your child as a ward for Danny. And she or the child will then become the heir to the Iron Throne. Your child will now sit on the Iron Throne. And that is one of the only reasons that she would just willy-nilly just kind of go with the plan and not instantly screw the pooch. And hence why at the end of the episode, Tyrion's in the hallway just obviously affected by what's going on. Not because he wanted to get Danny, but because, oh, no, this is really going to complicate the plan I just made with my sister to for, for the next heir. And it's why we brought up the line of succession. It's why we didn't show the rest of the conversation. And it's the best reason for her to go with the plan like she had initially planned. Yeah, well, I mean, that's a crazy theory. I don't agree with any of that. Well, I, look, I've, I've no, I don't it. have a theory. I just don't agree with any of it. I've read it, and and there's there's a lot. You know, he's he's skulking, uh, you know, skulking around, and 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 is it because he betrayed Daenerys? Maybe I don't know. Um, I thought that the the exchange between John and Daenerys before leaving King's Landing um, was interesting. Where Daenerys says she she can't have children, he's like, "Well, you know, who told you that? It was a witch." Well, I mean, is that really is that really credible kind right. of thing? Um, and I'm like, you know, I I, I feel like what he you know he kind of said, "Well, challenge accepted." And <laughs> I will put something in that <laughs> right. <laughs> Right. So I, I think, uh, interestingly enough, you've got that. She, uh, Cersei then, you know, basically tells Jamie, I don't mean anything I just said. Um, Can we talk about that scene between Cersei and Jamie? Oh, you mean Jamie storming off? That is like the end of their relationship. It is. It's, it's over. Awesome. And uh, just Cersei, like, I thought there was going to be some sort of big moment where Jamie was just like, oh, fuck this bitch. But it really was just a conversation of 
Yeah, I know I gave my word. I don't give a shit that I gave my word. I'm going to do my own thing, and you're going to go with me. And if you don't, I'll kill you. John, which was John's whole issue about telling a lie. And then there's Jamie having the same kind of feeling that John did. We can't just throw around these, like, my honor means something. I know I'm the King Slayer, and I know I'm uh, the guy who has sex with his sister, but, like, I said I would do something. It goes deeper than that, though. It goes back to the Lannisters always pay their debts. If a Lannister tells you they're going to do something or give you something, they do it. Right. And even though, you know, she's all about, you know, the family and, you know, because she brings up with Tyrion the whole part about, you know, you you ruined our family. You've 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 ruined it. Our family is dead because of you. And I think she feels that way that she doesn't really give a shit about the the Lannister name so much. It's now just her and her legacy. And uh, I honestly, I really honestly thought that the mountain was going to cut him down. I thought this was this was how he was going to meet his maker. Uh, I mean, they set it up that no one walks away from me. It's already happened once today. And you know, here's here's two. And I was like, this is going to get really bloody really quick. It, th- this show got me on like a lot of things this episode. Yeah, so going going on to the the thing that I think got everybody, and I think the big holy shit moment uh, is Sansa having Arya brought into the Great Hall in Winterfell. <sighs> oh, this was so good! <laughs> right, oh. right, and and Arya standing there, you know, are you sure you want to do this? Is this what you want to do? Kind of thing, and Sansa starts reading out her charges: it's treason, conspiracy. Everybody's going, oh, you can't, you can't possibly. And then, and then she turns to Littlefinger. Do you deny it? What was your, I want to know what your reaction was. You've, um, you've seen Tiger Woods after he makes a. The fist, fist pump. Just the fist pump in the air. Like if there was a truck nearby, I would hear a horn. Yeah. Uh, we, <laughs> my, <laughs> wife, my, my children were both sleeping and my wife and I are trying to celebrate without making a fucking sound. Um, it was it was like a game of charades in my house. We were so excited, and and especially just to watch him panic. I, I was I was just I was so happy. But Brian, I want to know what what your reaction was when you yeah. when you did. I don't have any sleepy children, so I was like, "Fuck yes!" Laura <laughs> so. had the same reaction as Brian. Like, stood up <laughs> off the sofa. Was yep. like, "Fuck yeah!" It's that good. Was, to, uh, it it's good to awesome see someone scene. get their comeuppance. Well, it right, was great. Like, it's we we've been waiting for it right forever since season one we've been waiting for this for somebody to finally get to him. Well, and and I don't know if it was maybe last week or maybe two weeks ago where we were saying, oh, you know, Arya and Sansa they seem at odds with each other, and we were like, are they playing him? Are they not playing him? And then someone brought up, or I read somewhere, it's just I like, believe it was me that said Arya is totally playing him, right? But the the other part of that was, don't they have a brother who can see everything? <laughs> like, why don't we utilize that? And they did. And I saw the best, the best meme on Twitter. You guys know the picture of Lin-Manuel Miranda coming out of, like, the side door with his phone, like, pointing at his phone? Yeah. yeah. And the, the tweet read, um, Littlefinger, uh, you don't have any proof of these charges, brand, and then that picture. Right. <laughs> My uh, my favorite thing too was uh, him going. I, I g- g- give me a moment, please, if 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 you can. And then he runs over. I I'm the Lord Commander of, of the of the Vale. To take 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 me to safety. And then the meme that I saw was kind of going back to uh, Oblivion or Skyrim. Is you cannot fast travel when enemies are you know are, are <laughs> right, nearby. Right. You're just like yeah, dude. Your 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 parliamentary procedure of please don't kill me. That's not gonna fly here. It's it's time to to pay the piper. It was, uh, for me, 
the the biggest gotcha moment uh, of the series thus far. I, I I don't think there's been a bigger one, and having it happen in a finale, not not the episode before the finale, which is usually so action packed, and 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 it's it was nice that even though there wasn't a giant battle, which we're accustomed to seeing, you know, second to last episode. This episode was full of little things to set up a bigger finish later. And I think the I think Littlefinger dying is a huge deal. And, and I love the poetic justice of he dies on by his own blade. Right. But, but the blade that's been in his family for years. And it's Arya who gets to, to strike she, the blow. She just kind of walks by him and just zick. And yep. and it's over. Yep. She does not even. She didn't even trying. I'm not. I'm just sort sort of casually slitting your throat and, and watching and just out. choking on the blood and just like it's everything that he deserved all all in one moment after all the terrible things he did to, to to Sansa and everything that he's done to the Stark family and it's the Starks who bring him to justice. Like if it was any other house that took him down, I, I would have been happy, but not as happy as watching the Starks just exact their revenge and get justice. It felt. Awesome to to watch him die. All right. Let, final thoughts, Brian, on Littlefinger and and that that scene. The look on his face was fucking priceless. <laughs> <laughs> I'm begging you, please. Oh God, it was very like, good. When they turned to him, he's just like, "Fuck what? What?" <laughs> like it. That was fantastic. Um, I am glad to see Arya scratch somebody off of her list. Um, and. Yeah, I've been waiting for this guy to die since season one. Uh, this is one character that I've not hated and then liked. So this was this was a very satisfying moment. I agree. I agree. The, the other the other Winterfell part uh, for me that w- was very enjoyable, probably uh, the biggest chuckle of this episode for me was Sam arriving <laughs> and sitting down with Bran and Bran is like, I'm the three eyed Raven. And Sam's like, well, that's nice. That's nice. And what I lost that? my shit. Great. <laughs> it's, oh, right. That's nice. What is that? <laughs> Could you explain what that means? I, I see everything. Oh, good. Good. Yeah. It just, it was just a very sort of innocent, awkward Samwell Tarly type conversation that I thought was great. What I don't, what I don't understand though, is that he's, Sam and Bran are talking, and Bran's like, "Well, we have to tell John that he's a Targaryen." And Sam's like, uh, "Bran's like, his name's not Jon Snow; it's Jon Sand, because bastards in Dorne are named Sand." And Samwell's like, "There was an annulment that I read about or heard about, um, so he's not Jon Snow; he's actually Aegon Targaryen." How does Bran not know that if he sees everything? Well, Bran's like, "Wait, was- what?" <laughs> It was a secret. It was a secret ceremony in Dorne. Um, that that Dorne, the person who can't well, see everything can't see. Well, I think I think the Three Eyed Raven historically has been sort of limited to areas where, like mainland the, Westeros. Well, the old gods, right? Oh, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. And Dorne doesn't really have that so much. Um, so I, I could I could see there being limitations there, and certainly outside of like CJ said, mainland Westeros, there's going to be a problem. Um, I'm also just thinking just the the all if you can see all like you're going to lose something. Like you're, well, you, yeah, and and like annulments and secret weddings are probably not under his purview. But I, I love I love the fact that Bran's narrating this this scene. We get to see the actual wedding, which was which was sweet. 
But Bram's and then you narrating get to see John and Snow, right. and John Snow and Danny just <laughs> we're, uh, we're narrating uh. we're narrating the incest as it's happening. <laughs> like, hey, it just to remind weird. you while you're rooting for this to happen, that is an aunt having sex with her nephew. Just so we're all clear, right? And that's that, what's and that's, happening now. I think that was done on purpose because everybody that I talked was. to was all like. Yeah, I really wanted it to happen, but not like that. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's just like I didn't need to hear the story about how they're related while, while they're, they're doing it, yeah. having relations. And I'm like, you realize that was done on purpose just to make you feel that way. But uh, Aegon, that's cool. I mean, do we now? Here's my question: Do we call him Aegon now? Do we call him John? What's the protocol for? I'm naming? calling him. I'm calling him Iggy. <laughs> Iggy Snow. Why are you calling him Iggy? He's got this awesome cover of Ice Ice Baby coming. Because <laughs> it seems like a good nickname for Aegon. I, 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 I'm still calling him Jon Snow until. I mean, here's the I'm just saying with that fur blanket he's wearing, he's so fancy. You mean the IKEA? The IKEA? Yeah, blanket? yeah. Uh, I get the I'm so fancy song. I'm so fancy. I'm, listen, I'm going to call him John until he, he embraces his Targaryen thing. But li- listen, we his finally mama got, called him Iggy. I'm going to call him Iggy. We finally got confirmation, though. Like, actual, this is now officially canon that they are related, that this whole theory happened, and all this is confirmed. We actually get to see the wedding. So, I mean, like. And the only people that know it are Sam Tarly and the Three-Eyed Raven. <laughs> so, there's, we've we've got quite uh, quite a long way to go from what we know now and everyone actually following this guy. Now here's the question. And we've talked about this before and I've bitched about no one cares about the paperwork, but what does Danny do when she finds this out? She keeps banging him. She's like, yeah, my ancestors did it. But, but does, but does she go, Oh, well now you'll be King. Does she, no, 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 it's no, not no. going to matter because it's, she's going to be pregnant and there's going to be an heir. Yeah. It's not going to matter. They need to preserve the Targaryen bloodline anyway, so they're going to be like, well, we might as well keep doing this. Why the heck not? Oh, something We're going to need to make a boy and a girl. Cause- and then they, they can ring us king and queen. I mean, I, I, I've been very firm in the fact that John does not want the throne. He right. John, no John, aspirations to power. No, but he has also been very firm. <laughs> oh, He was very firm oh, in that scene. In that I think scene, we all yeah. were a little firm there. Yeah, like, too messant. Yeah. Um. So he doesn't want power. He doesn't want the throne. So even if he is the rightful heir, he's going to be like, I- I'm going to follow you wherever you go. If you want to rule together, let's do it. I don't care. You you wear the pants in this relationship. I just am the one who's supplying the seed and, you know, go from there. Something something you said re- reminded me of that. You said that she wants to preserve the Targaryen bloodline. And and it, it dawned to me when Danny was actually in the arena that this was where the Targaryens came to power. And they had dragons. In the dragon pit, right. They had dragons roaming the, the skies, and, and they were everywhere. And just how crazy that must have been in that moment of history. And then, Yeah, no one's talking about the fact that if we want more dragons, a little dragon incest is going to have to happen. <laughs> right. <laughs> just saying. And and then we're also at the fact that you know we, we get to see just how hard, how quickly this, this family fell. Uh, and just how kind of important I mean like I really got the importance of her wanting to come back here like it actually meant something to me now instead of this just oh well I have to you know I should be the rightful person because all the people who are on the Iron Throne are bad it's like no this is the heritage this is where we we came from and 
and this is the the town that we built and someone took it away from us and it it never dawned on me that way and it made me kind of connect with her a little a little more and, and you know i was i was kind of happy to learn all that plus really tiny dragon skulls which were weird how small the dragons got and look how big they are now even more so when everyone learns that robert's rebellion was built on a lie so yeah that too well, that's none of my business. <laughs> <laughs> I did my best Kermit sit. But before, like, so before we talk about the conclusion of the episode, there was a scene between Jon Snow, a.k.a. Iggy, and <laughs> Don't Theon, make that catch on, please. And Theon, where he, yes. essentially John forgives. He says, what I can forgive you for, I do. You're a Greyjoy and you're a Stark, which was... A- like I was very, I was I, like, I, all right, I, I'm, I'm liking this little. I, I was misty. Action. Yeah, a little. I get the vapors a little bit. Um, little but then, clams. but then Theon takes on a guy who beats him to a pulp and then tries to knee him in the balls three times and then Theon kills him by beating him to death. I mean, just uh, give me thoughts of just a couple on on Theon, his arc right now, and and what you expect. I feel like Theon is finally getting over the traumatic experience that he underwent over the past couple of seasons. He sees, he looks up to John. He sees John as the closest thing to Ned Stark. And he always looked up to Ned. Um, So, I mean, I, I love that interaction between the two of them. I thought it was very, it was very much like a conversation you have with your brother. Like, dude, I'm sorry. I fucking totaled your car. And you're like, it's fine, man. We're we're brothers at the end of the day. Like I I I'm pissed, but uh, I forgive you. Um. So I thought that was a really touching scene, and uh, I think you know Theon is in this last season destined for great things and inevitable death. I think he's going to do everything he can to save his sister because he knows that he's been a complete screw up all the way up to this point, and he needs to make it right somehow. Um. So I, I, I love it. I, I love it. I'm starting to like Theon again. The the hardest thing in, in life for anyone is admitting you were wrong, not only to yourself, but saying out loud to the person that you wronged. And it took a lot of courage for Theon to, to come to John this way because they could have easily just let this be unspoken. And John, being the guy he is, would have slowly started to forgive Theon, but words would never have been exchanged. And Theon decided that it was time for him to to have some courage and to to have some respect for himself and have the conversation. And I I I, I was really moved by it. Uh, I think it also is obviously the inspiration for him to have honor. But the moment that that struck me the most was when he talked to John and he said, "You know, I, I see you, uh, and you remind me of, of of Ned, and you make it seem so easy. You you always do the right thing." And John's like, "Listen, I." I don't always do the right thing. It's incredibly hard, and it only looks like it's easy. But, you know, just like you said, I'll forgive you for what I can forgive you for. Uh, and, and seeing that kind of relieved, I think, put the courage back in him to go after his own family because he is both a Stark and a Greyjoy. And he's been stuck within these worlds, and, he, and he's been pulled apart from it. He's been tortured because the, of it. That's the and other thing, though. He's been tortured because he thought... For the longest time, he either needed to be a Stark or a Greyjoy. Right. That's the reason he went, and he took over Winterfell, and he made like he burned the two kids and all this other stuff because he thought he had to choose Greyjoy. 
He never it never dawned on him that he could be both, both. until and, this moment. And and what needs to happen for 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 me for Theon's arc is he needs to sacrifice himself either for his sister for the Stark family. Um, I, he he can't live. I think in order for him to be at at zero, for him to be back to balanced and to be at peace, um, he needs to sacrifice himself for for somebody else. He needs to make that sacrifice, and I think it'll be good. And I th- I think it will redeem that character for all the terrible shit he's done, uh, and all the stuff that was done to him. I, I think I think he'll be at peace. What did, what did you think about it, Josh? Yeah, I look. Theon's gonna Theon's gonna die. Um. And I think that he will die admirably. I think that he will die uh, doing the right thing and and saving his sister. Um, he needs to die, and he deserves to die. But he's he's made amends. I mean, a million times over. If you you didn't you didn't if you didn't read the books, you don't know the atrocities he suffered as Reek. I mean, you you can imagine, but you don't know. I do know he he has done his time for sure ten times over, so it's having John forgive him and having him sort of venture out on his own is a bonus uh, for Theon, but he's still gonna die and and die well. Um, I, I want I want to wrap this up with a very brief discussion. Your impressions of uh, we we went from you know, sort of episode one, seeing a creepy little girl to now an army of the dead hits Eastwatch and we've got the Night King riding a blue fire spitting dragon. Viserion, Viserion doing, doing you know, what dragons do, uh, but tears down a magical wall. I, um, <laughs> when... It, it was the scene. The scene right before that was the the ship that Danny and John were on, the Targaryen emblem in the sun. And I looked at my wife and I was like, "This episode is way too happy. What's gonna happen? This scene with the, the, the like the fog coming through, the White Walkers showing up, everyone losing their freaking mind at the wall. Only that the the damn dragon just come out and just." Breathe fire, not ice, but whatever. Cool. Blue, blue fire. Blue I'm fire. fine with blue fire. I was right. Or plasma. You, you were right. You, you were. were right. Um, I love being right. Was incredible. <laughs> it was absolutely incredible. Then uh, we see the you know, a lot of characters. We got a lot of red shirts dying, but I, I don't know how Tormang and 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 Beric are still alive. I thought that was a cheat, but whatever. It's not a cheat. They should I mean, have died. The whole wall should have died. Everyone Tormund, should be dead. Tormund Giants Bane has they, ha, look. They got look. lucky rabbit's feet. Listen, I I get it. They got away. Okay, it's fine. How I'll do you know they it. got away? He's a survivor. Beric Dundarian. Beric Dundarian is a survivor. Yes, part of the wall. Brian is still standing, and they. We're bolting that way. They they're, they're alive. The thing that that got me, and the thing that I I noticed right away, and I thought I was a complete Looney Tunes for it until I saw it on the internet the next day. Because even asked my wife, "Did you see that?" She said, "No, you're crazy." Was as the army was walking down uh, towards Winterfell, they were coming through a little you know passage, and they formed the Stark emblem. They formed the freaking direwolf right there in the path, and if you freeze frame it, you'll see it. Like they were, like they were a college like, band. Like they were college. Like they were a marching band, exactly. <laughs> and they form the sigil of House Stark, 
and I looked at they my wife. They formed a wolf. Are you kidding? No, seriously. I do. Want, I can get you the screenshot. It, it'll yeah, give be, me the screenshot. I require be proof. In the show, notes. I don't believe you. I think this is totally coincidental. By the way, no. Oh, absolutely. Like the wolf opening, like its like, eyes. like the yeah, like long claw blinking. No, because it feeds into a, a way bigger theory now. Longclaw blinked because he knew there was incest coming. And the Longclaw opens his eyes when incest is near. This, this, as I, as the guys look at the the picture I'm sending, you can obviously go to our show notes to to see the link for it. This feeds into a huge theory about Brandon and Nike, which we're not going to get into. But this moment means something. This is not accidental. Uh, this is not the 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 wolf blinking because of deposit on the on the freaking hilt. This is I someone think it looks like a bunny had to pay a lot of money to make this happen. Uh, this is this is very important. I just don't know what it means, but it really puts fuel on the fire. If you are following the Brand Stark is the Night King theory, but he is not the Night King. I I didn't say he was. I just said this puts fuel on the fire. But that that look at that. Are you telling me that is not the sigil for the Stark house? Looks like a bunny. Josh, this isn't like if you close your eyes and squint and then turn your head a little sideways and take 12 feet back. It it reads like like president of the United States. Right. It's not that. This looks like the sigil of House Stark. It doesn't look like anything. It certainly doesn't look like a wolf. Dude, I just I mean, I get it. I just I don't buy it. I don't buy it for a second. I just don't know why they would cut away to show them at a formation like this, because when they came to the wall, they weren't uh, okay. That's fine. You have have you buy. ever watched a collegiate band? Yes, I and mean, that takes right. practice, practice, right? And right, and, and these assholes don't they just stumble around, right? I, and I, I get that, which is the defense of of calling this thing, you know, BS. It is BS. But I don't buy it. anyway, for a second, I'll, I'll figure out how to to cut that around. But I, I saw this. I, I saw this when it happened, and I, I. I thought it was crazy, and I'm, I I know I'm not the only person who saw it, so I feel good that way. And, and I may be uh, completely wrong, and maybe reading into it, whatever. But I thought it was interesting. I thought it was at least bringing it up. As interesting as it might be, can I can I get just a a one sentence or two sentence wrap up from each of you on this season of Game of Thrones? Everybody need everybody is finally where they need to be in order for this the show to conclude for this story to, to be over uh, this season was fast paced and in a great way, nothing felt rushed. Everything felt like we needed to, to have everyone where they needed to be physically, emotionally, uh, strategically. Uh, we did set up a, a huge issue with, with what's going to happen if uh, the North and the South don't work together. And that's going to cause a, a lot of issues and a lot of problems. But the, the most telling scene, the thing that kind of summarize this whole season was when Jamie Lannister is leaving King's Landing and a snowflake falls on his glove. And he realizes that the South has now officially met winter and winter is coming and the world better prepare for it. Brian? Mine is not nearly as eloquent as any of that bullshit. <laughs> uh, the entire season as a whole... I think it's a great season. I enjoy the story thus far that is being told. I feel like the season's pacing feels off compared to what we're used to. Um, I am not sure whether or not that is a good thing or a bad thing. I'm still undecided on that. 
Uh, but I think there are some very interesting things in store. I am extremely happy with the way that the character development has happened and the stories have kind of started crossing together and becoming one storyline now, which is really good to see that we've waited six seasons to see some of these people on the screen at the same time. And it's nice to see that happening finally. Um, I'm extremely excited for next season and seeing some of these people die or maybe not die. We'll see. Um, but yeah, I think this season, this coming season is going to be intense. I think uh, Danny and John are going to be fighting a war from both ends between the White Walkers and that bitch lich, freaking Cersei Lannister. And um, I think it's going to be cool to see how that kind of turns out and plays out in this uh, next season. So there you All right. go. There you have it. That, I, I want to thank everyone for joining us for this season's coverage of Game of Thrones. We will be back in five or six years <laughs> with the next season's coverage of Game of Thrones. Uh, it's been a pleasure bringing this to you each week. Thank you for listening. We'll see you soon.